0: i've been uh, praying uh, i was saying i've, I've been praying for uh, you know for God to help me out to to prepare something to to bring to the church and uh, with the backdrop of the conference that is uh, that has just uh, happened uh, you know so much to receive from the conference you know amazing every every session every evening you know was just so amazing the mornings were so amazing and uh, if you've been a part of it uh, if, if you attended even one session you would agree with me you know that they were really challenging and encouraging at the same time. And so, uh, you know, I, I, what happens at the conferences is, is you know, uh, uh, we, we speak a lot about mission. We speak a lot about the church, you know, and, uh, the movement uh, is what we speak about, and so I was thinking that you know, after a week of uh, uh, hearing about mission and and the movement and going forward and planting church, you know, what would be appropriate for me to to speak to Messiah uh, the Sunday after? And uh, and I've been praying, and and God spoke to me about a couple of things which are which I like to share with us this morning. So uh, uh, first, firstly, what I want to see is this church is that if, if anyone is in Christ, if any one of us is in Christ, then we are in the mission. You know, if, if, we, if, we, if we are saved by God and if we are in Him, then we are on a mission all the time. It's not that it's optional. It's not that, you know, Uh, a choice is given to us, you know, it'll be a good idea if you can come on board and, you know, uh, take part in this mission activity, this movement. No, it's not like that. If we are in Christ Jesus, we are on a mission. It's by default. It's by default. And when we hear words like mission and movement, church planting, we sometimes tend to get, you know, a little bit intimidated. You know, earlier I used to get intimidated, like, you know, what's going to happen? It's a movement, it's a mission. Sometimes, sometimes we tend to get a bit fearful, a bit scared. But when we talk about mission, you know, let me be very clear right from the beginning that not everyone is going to go out and plant churches. Yes, some of us will, but not everyone will be called to go out and plant churches. Not everyone will be called to start a movement, to start an, uh, an organization, you know, Having said that, we all are on a mission. We all are on a mission. And uh, what it requires is to be to be obedient all the time. Yes, when we hear the word of God, it requires us for to be obedient all the time. And I'm glad that uh, uh, Ashish uh, led so beautifully today in the time of praise and worship. And our focus was on Jesus. You know, that he's the lion, he's the lamb. And... Um, and, you know, uh, he, he creates uh, ways, uh, Pastor Rahul shared that, you know, even, even uh, uh, through difficult situation, he creates ways for us, you know, um, through, that, through that difficult situation. And uh, so as, as I was praying, I felt, you know, it, it, it is best for us to look at Jesus this morning, you know, directly. Let's look at Jesus. and Let's learn from him, uh, from, from the life that he lived and uh, the death. That he died it will be it will be good for us to look at Jesus so whether we are on a mission directly and we'll be going out to plant churches be uh, involved directly in the mission or we'll be providing support you know uh, by being uh, you know uh, by being at the back end or something like that in in any case we will require it is required for us to to fix our eyes on Jesus all the time because he is the author and he's the perfecter of our faith. Yes, without him, the Bible tells us, without him, we cannot do anything. We cannot do anything. And in a way, it's a good thing that without Jesus, we cannot do anything. Because if it, it were up to us, we would have messed up things big time. Yes. So let us, this morning, let us look at Jesus and look at his life. Uh, and and let's let's learn from him. Yes. So I'm reading from the book of um, Luke, chapter 4. And uh, from verses 16 to 21 is what I'm reading from. And this is this is the time when Jesus is just about to begin his ministry. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Luke records this, this incident in this manner. So he says, uh, I'm reading from Luke chapter 4, verses 16 to 21. It says, he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue. And as was his custom... gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, today the scripture is fulfilled in our hearing. Isn't that amazing? What What has happened over here is, you know, uh, we all know the story. Uh, I'll just share a little bit of context over here. Jesus, after getting baptized uh, by John the Baptist, he's, he's led by the spirit. Um, mm-hmm. He's, he's led by the uh, Holy Spirit. And is there some background noise that's kind of causing disturbance? I got a message. Okay. So uh, he's led by the Spirit uh, into the wilderness and he spends 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. You know? And uh, as we know, that uh, wilderness is not the most convenient place. It's It's a, it's a difficult place to be in, you know time, you know, we are, we are talking about right now, right now, if you go to any desert or any, any wilderness, any isolated place, it will be very difficult. You know, I don't know whether y'all have watched this program, uh, uh, you know, by this, this person called Bear Grylls, you know, he, he, he goes into this, uh, wild places and, you know, does crazy things. And it shows us that it, the life is difficult. And I'm talking about two, 2000 years ago from now, you know, uh, then the things would have been even more difficult. And Jesus is there in that place. And he's all alone. He's all alone. And from there, he comes out after 40 days of fasting and praying. And this is where this happens, that he begins his ministry. And he begins a visiting synagogue and he starts preaching. And there is this one day when he goes to his own hometown, where he grew up in Nazareth. And uh, this happened. So there are three things that I want to talk about this morning uh, where we try to uh, draw inspiration from Jesus and learn from what he did over here. So first up is, you know, uh, I just want to go a little behind, you know, the story that I just narrated about his temptation is where I want to go to and first want to understand uh, uh, that, you know, what would be, what Jesus would have done over there, you know, while he was in the wilderness. So what I feel is, that while he was in the wilderness, while Jesus was was all alone, you know, left alone over there, the Bible tells us that he was tempted, he was tempted by the devil, you know, various kinds of temptation came over there. But for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus was over there. And as we know Jesus, he would have prayed day and night. Yes, would you agree with me? I think he would have prayed, because when we look at the life of Jesus, you know, in various places, it is mentioned that Jesus would pray a lot. He would pray a lot early in the morning, late in the night, in the middle of the night, during the day, while having meal with his disciples. You know, anytime you see, Jesus was the man of prayer. And so I feel that while he was in the wilderness, while being, besides being tempted by the devil, besides being hungry in the flesh, you know, being thirsty... Uh, always the threat of the wild upon him, I feel he would have spent time praying. He would have spent time praying. And and as we are talking about, uh, you know, uh, doing things for God, we just heard so many things in the conference, you know, to, to walking out in faith, you know, and the purpose that we have in our life and uh, and what the future the church has and uh, how to create. But in anything if we have to do, my dear friends, Prayers will be required. Prayers are important. Without prayers, we will not be able to move ahead. And let me warn you, if we are not praying, I would say, let us not move ahead. Without prayer, it would be dangerous to venture out. And so Jesus, knowing the importance of prayer, he, he first, first when he was all alone, he, he would have spent time praying in that wilderness also. He spent 40 days and 40 nights in in, in that wilderness, all alone, praying to God. When there's a difficult situation also, there was no comfort. I'm sure there was no comfort. Yet he cried out. He would have cried out to God, would have prayed to God one-on-one, asking for help, for the times to come. You know, how how am I going to handle the Pharisees? How am I going to handle the difficult situations? You know? Very soon, uh, that, that, that time will come when I have to go on the cross. You know? He would have been talking to God the Father. He would have been pouring out his heart. And it is very important. It is very important. You know? um, he spent 40 days and 40 nights. Maybe we, we, will, we will never do that. We will never do that. We will never go into a wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. But, but our call is to pray. God has has encouraged us. He has commanded us to keep praying. And so what we can at least do is we can, you know, maybe not 40 days into wilderness, but, you know, mornings, 40 minutes we can spare, you know, before we can start our day, before before we get busy with the the things of this life, you know, 40 minutes at least, maybe one hour we can spare. Maybe we can 30 minutes spare in the morning to, 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 to cry out to God and to ask for his help. For, for that particular day and for the times to come. The situation then, when Jesus wanted, was in, it was not easy. It was never easy for him. Even when he came out of the wilderness and he was amongst the people, it was never easy. The time and age that we are living right now, in, it's not easy. It's not easy. There's this pandemic. There is lots of things happening in our nation Politically and, and various other ways, you know, there are lots of things happening. We are living in difficult times, We're living in difficult times. And so it is very important, my dear friends, you know, like Jesus did. We start everything that we, we want to by prayer, by offering prayers, by, by praying to God, you know, by going on our knees and crying out to God and soaking every decision of ours in prayer is very important I'm, i sometimes i wonder you know while while jesus was away in the wilderness what people would would have thought about him you know he, he was there he was there with with his family but all of a sudden you know the bible tells us that he was led by the holy spirit into the wilderness what were the people thinking then what were the family members thinking about him Aray, where where has he disappeared? Forty days he's disappeared. You know what what happened to Moses when when he led the Israelites out uh, of Egypt and uh, God called him. God called him to the mountain and for forty days and forty nine Moses was on that mountain and people they were they were like it's 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 over. Moses is done. You know now let's let's make ourselves another God. You know. That is the response that Moses got. And here, Jesus has not even begun his ministry and he's gone into uh, this wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. He's away from everyone. He's away from everyone. I wonder sometimes what his family members would be thinking. That Where is Jesus? It's been 40 days. Let's look for him. Where is he? What, what, what his friends would be thinking about? Where did he disappear? Now, let me tell you, Jesus was very obedient from, from the beginning. You know? Luke tells us that even when he was twelve you know he was he was really good you know uh, with with handling the word of god he would sit with the teachers and he would discuss you know he would uh, ask them questions he would answer them you know and um, he he was a very obedient child very obedient child and here he's all of a sudden he's disappeared and and i'm sure and i'm sure he would have at least informed his family members that i will be gone away for 40 days you know but I but I wonder what others who knew him would be thinking, irrespective of what they thought, he was out of the scene. He was out of the scene for what he did. And when he returned, when he returned, something amazing happened, you know, what we just read. So first and foremost, it is important, my dear friends, that you know, before we, before we get into something, we get into ministry, we get into serving people, we get into helping people, it is very important. spend some time praying spend some time being alone with god it is very important that jesus was jesus was cut out from the world for those 40 days for the world for the world he was cut out for those 40 days come back and be in that world be in that community be in that uh, uh, you know country and and serve the people and so for us it is the same before we 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 serve our people before we do anything, you know, it will be very important for us to be be alone with God and to pray to him and draw strength from him and then begin our journey. So the first thing that I want to say is, you know, let's learn from Jesus that it is important to pray. Whether you're going to be going out to plant churches, tomorrow you might start an NGO, you might start something new, you might uh, venture into serving the society, you might lead a church. Uh, you might uh, plant multiple churches, whatever it may be. Or you might be just a person in a team who is doing all of this. An active member of the church. Whatever you do, individually or collectively, prayer will be required. The first thing I feel that we should do is, as we move forward, as we, as, we, as we hear from preachers and as we learn from Jesus, it is very important, my dear friends, to have a lifestyle of prayer. Depending upon God, yes. So the first thing is, as Jesus was man of God, a uh, man of prayer, and filled with the Holy Spirit, so we are ought to be people of prayer, filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's look at the second thing uh, that happened over there. When Jesus returned, he began to, uh, uh, you know, uh, he he began to go into people and he began to uh, teach them. You know, and so this is one of the instances in chapter four where he is uh, he, now in his hometown in Nazareth and he goes into this synagogue and he, he opens the scroll, he reads the portion from Scripture and uh, you know he begins to speak to people over there. He begins to teach them. So let us look at this very closely. Now, in the time of Jesus, in the time of Jesus, they did not have many resources as we do today. Right now, uh, you know, we have our devices in front of us. We can toggle between tabs, you know, we can look at Bibles, we can look at websites, various apps we have on our phone, we have uh, Bibles at our home, we have books, commentaries uh, to help us out to understand the Word of God. So many resources at our disposal, right? Back then, they did not have all of this. They did not have You know, they did not have many books. Even in the synagogue, I would they would hardly have a couple of copies of the scripture. You know, the whole set. A couple of copies of the whole set. You know, so if anybody wanted to study, they would have to wait for their turn to be able to get their hands onto the scripture and to be able to read it and to study it. And so what we look over here is that how amazing a student was Jesus. Or the word of God. The word of God. Now, I don't want to ask anyone, but we all have struggled some sometime or the other. Whenever we've been asked to open up a scripture, we've struggled. You know, where is it? At least we've struggled when we were new Christians. Maybe not now, but, you know, back then we in our beginning days, you know, we struggled. Where is that book? You know, when, when the preacher would preach from the New Testament, we would be looking for the book in the old one. You know, and vice versa. So that, that would happen. But but let's look at Jesus over here. You know. They did not have any resources. But he is so, so good in the word of God. That he takes the scroll. He takes the scroll. Isaiah. And the scripture that he reads. Is somewhere. Uh, not somewhere. It is in in, in, uh, in chapter 61. Chapter 61 is what he reads. Now let me tell you, the chapter, the numbering of the chapters was done in AD, you know, twelve hundred something, and the verses came much later on in AD, uh, th- uh, sorry, eighty thousand two hundred, and uh, the verses verses were then added at uh, AD thousand five hundred. It happened later on. So earlier, when uh, uh, earlier when the scrolls were there, they did not have the numberings. They did not have numberings. And so you had to be really, very good. If you are a teacher, you had to be really, very good at knowing your scriptures. And here is Jesus taking the scroll and going right at the place where it was Isaiah 61 mentioned. And he goes there and he opens the scripture and he begins to read it out. He begins to read it out. My dear friends, we have so many things today. Like I was saying a bit earlier, you know, so many resources that we have today with us at our disposal, and there are books, and there are you know, uh, there are blogs written, there are YouTube videos that we can go and hear the sermon from. So so many things, so many things, and yet, and yet, sometimes we fail uh, to to uh, you know to utilize them as they as they ought to. We feel oh. Sometimes we, we need the plan. We need, we need the Bible plan to, to, to make sure that we are following it every day. In those days, they did not have Bible plans. They had to just read. They had to just put their head down, look into the scrolls, and they had to read. Today, we have to follow Bible plans. Today, we have to set reminders. Oh, you know, Bible rings it up. You know, sometimes when we are busy, it, it gives us an alarm. You've not read your Bible today. Oh, you, you need to pray. You know, we need this. We need this help. And, and graciously, God has provided us with all of uh, these things, you know. He has provided. People have worked really, very hard to make these things happen. You know, people have written so, so, so many books, you know, on so many topics that we can just use them. And yet, sometimes, you know, we fail to do that. Leave the books alone. Sometimes we fail to read the Bible also. Sometimes we fail to read the Bible, you know. Sometimes weeks, you know. I remember I've, I've uh, there there had been a time when I had not read the Bible for at least a week. Terrible, yeah, terrible. But it happens. It happens sometimes, you know. When when we are that the dry spell comes. But it is very important to come back and to to get reading the the Word of God and to praying uh, before God. Now let me tell you, if if you were to go out. If you were to go on a holiday, I'm sure you would carry your phone, right? Would agree? Yes. You would carry your phones at least. Might not carry your laptops or some other book. And in the phone at least, you would read your Bible, right? Even if you're on a holiday, you know, some some quiet time you might find, open your phone and read the scripture, listen to a sermon. What would Jesus have done when he was in the wilderness for 40 days? No phone, no internet connection, completely cut out. And mind you, he's just returned from those 40 days gap. And now he's here in the synagogue and he knows where the scripture is. Where the scripture is. That is how amazing Jesus is. That he knows the word so well. So well. Opens the scroll. It's not even like book. you You know that it's here. It's a scroll. It's an old scroll. You have to keep scrolling and find out where the place is. And he goes to the exact place where Isaiah 61 is. The numbers were not there. And he starts reading. He starts reading that. And this is our standard, my dear friend. This is our standard. You know, I know uh, one person who's challenged me in my life to, to read scriptures and to study them is, of course, Pastor Rahul. You know, earlier days, uh, you know, he would, he would set this, you know, uh, interesting challenges before us to, to rem- remember the name of the books in order and, you know, and various other things, you know. And it, it is good for us to keep challenging ourselves, to get back to the word of God and to read the word of God and to study the word of God. It's very important, my dear friends, because Jesus himself did it. That is the standard. A standard is no one else. Jesus is our standard. Yes, there will be people, there will be pastors, there will be leaders who will encourage us to do so. But eventually, it is, we have to look to Jesus. Because like I said earlier, he's the author and he's the perfecter of our faith. We read the Bible because we believe what what's written in it is true. We believe, we read the Bible because we know that that gives us life. And yet, sometimes we we become lazy. Sometimes we are too busy. Sometimes we just don't feel like reading it. And in whatever whatever reasoning you might want to give, whatever excuse you and I might want to give, we know, we know that reading the Bible is very important. And so my encouragement today to you is that, you know, as we continue to pray, as we, as we bring ourselves alone with God, it is also very important to read the Bible, to read the word of God. And Jesus did, Jesus did, you know, he he was, he was so good at it. You know, even the, even the, Teachers, you know, the teachers who were there for years now, you know, and they were intimidated by him. Who's this new kid on the block who's just come out of nowhere, you know, we heard that he had disappeared for 40 days somewhere and now he's just come and he's asking us questions and, you know, he's putting us in the spot. He's asking those difficult questions. Not only he's asking, he knows the answers to them. And to, to support his answers, and to support his answers, he does miracles you know there's nothing that we can hold against him that is how good jesus is you know that is that is that is the the standard for us all is raised really high in christ jesus really high in the old testament it was law. but in in, in when jesus has arrived in, in in the new testament the standard for us has just risen just risen people back then would know the law at the back of their hand you know they would you just Wake them up from sleep and they would tell you, you know, the scriptures. But when it comes to putting it into practice, they would, mm, not sure, not sure. You know. But here Jesus said, you know, whatever you do, do it with your heart and make sure you do it. You know, so that is where my third thing is, you know. That after praying, studying the scriptures, what matters the most is that we put it into practice. What we've prayed for, what we've studied in the Bible, is what we are going to do now to live it out. To live it out. Dear friends, here, if you realize one thing in the scripture that we read today, that, you know, when Jesus was in the synagogue, uh, he stood up and he, he went to that you know pulpit, took the scroll, he read the scripture. and After reading that scripture, he rolled it back. Handed to the attendant, he went away and he sat down. So he stood up, he read the scripture, he announced what he was reading, Then he went back amongst the people and he sat down over there. He sat down over there. And uh, what I what I what I what I understand from this is that Jesus, he declared that you know the spirit of the Lord is upon me. It's upon me. And today, as you're hearing the scripture, the scriptures are being fulfilled in me. You know, I've come. Jesus said elsewhere that I've come to fulfil the scriptures. I've come to fulfil the law, but the prophecies. I've come to, I've come to fulfil all of this. I am the fulfilment of the scripture. I am the, the fulfilment of the law. I've come to complete them. Come to complete them, and so He said that. And then he went and he sat down amongst them. And what this indicates is that Jesus is the word of God. And he's the fulfillment of the law and the prophecies. And after saying that, he he, he went and he settled amongst the people. He sat down amongst them. And what that indicates is that, that Jesus not only declared that I am the word of God, but that he was going to be Doing everything that is written in the scripture by being amongst them. So John says in chapter 1, he says, you know, he's the word of God. He was God. He was with God. And he is God, you know. And he says the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So Jesus not only announces that, you know what, I'm here on display. I'm here only for projection's sake that I am the word of God. The spirit spirit is upon me. You know, not only that, but he said, you know what? This is what the scripture says about me. It's been fulfilled. But now I'm going to be amongst you all every day, morning and night, fulfilling the scriptures, fulfilling the prophecies, fulfilling the laws. You know, I'm going to be amongst you. Amongst you. Not just to for the reference sake that oh it, it says over here. But I'm going to live everything out. I'm going to live everything out. You know, we were worshipping Jesus today and we we were reflecting upon He being the Lion and the Lamb, you know, and in the Old Testament, you know, people were waiting for the Lamb of God, for that that perfect Lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice to come in Jesus. After declaring the scriptures, He sat down and, you know, in, in a way, He was saying like, you know, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be fulfilling the scriptures. I'm going to be, and towards the end, I'm also going to be the Lamb. I'm going to be the Lamb of God who will be sacrificed. Sacrifice completely for you. John said the Word became flesh. You know, So it's not only for the reference sake that Ah oh, Jesus said this and this is what. No, but he actually was going to do everything. He himself was going to do it. He himself manifested amongst us. And he did everything that Scripture had written over there, my dear doing is very important. James chapter one verse twenty-two says, "You know, be doers of the word and not just hearers." At times it happens, you know, even in even in the conference, you know, uh, the threat upon us is that you know we might be encouraged. Oh, what a wonderful sermon! What a wonderful seminar! Oh, I love that! I love this! a week or so, two weeks, one month down the line, we might forget things, we might forget things and hence it is very important to put it into practice what we've heard put it into practice I heard this story long ago that you know in in this village uh, a new pastor had come in this church a new young pastor had come and the Sunday morning he stood up on the pulpit and he preached his heart out preached his heart out and it was, the, the the message was so good that people were weeping, you know, crying. Some of them were clapping. So, amen, you know, hallelujah, all of that. The service got over and people went and hugged them and said, this is amazing. I've never heard something like this before. Really looking forward to next Sunday and, you know, you being around. Everything went well. Following Sunday, after hearing all, all that happened. Some more people came in church, and you know, pastor preached the same message again. He preached the same message again, and people were like, wow, you know, it's a good reminder. Well done, well done. You know, it's really good. It's good to hear again. And they were like, yes, pastor, very well done. You know, really encouraged. He went back the third Sunday. The pastor preached the same message again. Fourth Sunday, the same message again, and people were getting tired now. And they said, "You know what? We've got it. We've got it. What you're saying, we've understood. We've made notes. In fact, you know, we've got notes. You know, more detail than yours. With our our, our problems in it. You know, we've got lengthy notes than yours. What is the point?" He said, "The point is, that whatever I'm preaching, you're like clapping, you're like saying, Amen, Hallelujah,' but you're not doing it. It's not happened. How can I? How can I go ahead?" with the next topic when this has been neglected. The pastor was trying to say that, you know, whatever you hear, you know, put it into practice. And that is what Jesus did. You know, Jesus did whatever he was, whatever he had studied, he was now going to put it into practice. And that is, that is the encouragement for us, my dear friends from Jesus, that whatever we've learned from Jesus, whatever we read in the Bible, whatever we hear from the preachings, the books that we read, it's very, very, very important that we put it into practice. You know, when Jesus, uh, uh, when he read the scroll, you know, he read the scroll and uh, from Isaiah 61, that is, and when he sat down, when he sat down and everybody was looking at him, wow, you know, this man is amazing. You know, and when he begins speaking to them, this is what he spoke and he says, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So today, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. These these, you know, these are the first words of his first sermon, probably, you know, the message, the opening line, opening line of the sermon says, you know, I mean, who else can say, nobody else can say, only Jesus, that today, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And the first word is today, today. And when we talk about Jesus, my dear friends, you know, everything begins today. Everything begins today, you know, right now, forget about the past, whatever has happened. Are you listening today? Are you listening to his words? Today is the new beginning. Right now. Today. Everything in Jesus happens today. The past is gone. The old is, is gone. We look at today and we will move into the future. Today. Hebrews 3.5 says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Today, my dear friends. Today. And so today we can decide Right now, we can decide, you know. Some of you are ve- you would be very good at uh, your scriptures. I'm not saying that we are bad at it. Please don't get me wrong. You know, Some of you are really studying the word of God. Some of you are praying more than the others, you know. Some of you are the doers, you know. But, but this is to help us be encouraged that, yes, these things are important. To pray, to, to, to have a lifestyle of prayer, to, to cultivate the habit of reading the word of God and studying it, and then going and doing it. Today, my dear friends, today is the day, you know, we can have a new beginning if we haven't been doing so. Or if we are like, you know, uh, somewhere in the middle, you know, we can, we can, we can start today and, and get encouraged by, by Jesus Christ. You know, He's the Lamb. He's the Lion. He, he, he roars. You know, He rules. And yet, at the same time, He was sacrificed for our sins. He makes way for us through difficult situations. He gives us grace. He gives us provision. He he provides resources. You know, He helps us. He gives us His Holy Spirit. He has promised us that my Holy Spirit will be with you. He has given us everything. He has given us everything, you know. Uh, Like, you know, the, the pandemic that happened, you know, people were more dependent upon the PPE kit. They were like, you know, PPE kit it's like kind of a preparation, you know, to be safe from the world and yet be prepared for the challenges that are to come, you know. So, so having that thought in mind, Jesus has given us everything that we need. Everything, you know. And uh, he, he has given us Bibles in so many languages now. Earlier it was not possible to be translated. Now the Bibles are available in so, so many languages and so many translations. Easy to read. The literal versions, you know. Prayer times, yes. Prayer times. We've been told during the pandemic that, you know, people have become lazy. You know, they want to sleep more, etc. And so, you know, a lot of health videos are coming up and you wake up early, do this, get into a routine. Why not pray? Why not pray? Spiritual life is, you know, more important so we can do this we can do this we can all we have to do is just push ourselves little bit all the time a little bit all the time we don't want to if, if, if we don't want to just you know spend first day three hours reading the bible you know that might not work that might backfire but we can start a little first day we might not want to kneel for one hour to pray you know might want to start with sitting, then standing, then kneeling. There are various ways to do it. Slowly, steadily, gradually, you know, we can get into it. But it's very important to pray. It's very important to read and to study the Bible. And in the end, it's very important that whatever we've prayed for, whatever we've studied, that we put it into practice. Because we want to be the doers of the word, not just the hearers. Yes? Yes? So this is what I uh, uh I, I I had in mind to, to share with us you know that will help us prepare as we move ahead you know uh, uh, slowly the things will change now uh, uh, situations will get better and we will be going out we'll be meeting in uh, public sooner or later and uh you know action will be required you know and so that is where it is let us let us pray and then I' will end yes Father God, we really want to thank you for Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord God. We really want to thank you that He is the perfect example for us. That He He is everything for us in our life. He is everything that we need, Lord God. Father, the way He lived His life, Lord God. The way He lived His life, the things that He did, you know, it is for us to draw inspiration from. He's our reference point. He's the cornerstone, Lord God. And, and, and Jesus, we pray to you, Lord God. Father, we pray. Have mercy upon us, Lord God, that we may we may keep drawing closer and closer to you, that we may become people of prayer more and more, Lord God, that we may study your word more deeply and thoroughly, Lord God, and that we may become doers of word, Lord God, Father. Yes, your word is for us, Lord God. Your word is active, Lord God, and so it requires us to be active as well, Lord God. Father, we pray, help us, enable us, Lord God, enable us, give us your Holy Spirit, we pray. Give us your Holy Spirit that will... He will, he will encourage us. He will strengthen us, Lord, so that we will be able to do whatever we've heard today. Help us. We need you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.